Where we gave you, gave you? We gave you everything. Can you, just we Can you just gay us up a little bit? <laughs> um, we're trying to convert everyone. This is the agenda. <laughs> we guide you through all of your favorite Disney favorite. Uh, oh, God. oh my God! Right, I'm taking this job away from you. <laughs> no, okay, I can do it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> okay. Hello, you guys, and welcome to. We're podding this together. It's the podcast where we guide you through all of your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel movie, original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Tony. I'm Brandon. And I'm Sammy. I almost fucked up that forward take again. <laughs> I know. You're all nervous. Shake it out. Woo, shake it off. Shake it off. That's how the song goes, right? Yeah. Sure. Let me tell you. Curl your hair and impersonate an FBI agent because today we're watching Bad Hair Day. <laughs> Nailed it. Perfect. This is a buddy comedy about a high school tech whiz whose prom day abruptly shifts into a wild ride across town thanks to a down-on-her-luck cop and a jewel thief. Not what I was expecting this movie to be about. Not at Same. all. Like, I was a little bit, not gonna lie, like, kind of annoyed that I had to jump in last minute because I purposely did not sign up for this one because the cover looked so bad. I know. I But I noticed nobody else had signed up for it, so I was like, I have to do yeah. it. Uh, has anyone seen this before? No. No, I didn't. Me either. Not, like, never even heard of it at this point. Yeah, I'm, we're definitely, I've been saying it for a while now, but we're in that era of DCOMs where I have zero idea what's happening. Well, like some of the, I guess the bigger ones, like I had heard of Teen Beach Party. I've seen Descendants and I think that's about it as far as the upcoming DCOMs are concerned. Oh yeah, I've heard of Descendants. And I've only seen the first one. I have not seen the two sequels, so. Oh yeah, and people seem to be really into zombies um it looks great and i want to be on that one real bad okay so this movie starts out and she's like doing online polls to see what makeup people like see what shoes people think she should wear that day and apparently she has a big following which is another thing i don't really know why she would have such a big following but basically she's like oh the population decided this is a dress i'm gonna wear to prom and this is the hairstyle i should wear to prom but the problem is is she did so many different hairstyles that she like screwed up her hair when she went to bed right off the bat i did not like her Mm -mm. i don't know why same i think it was just i was so prepared for another shallow vapid like I want to be the prom queen kind of person. And then I was a little thrown off by her doing her own coding and stuff. Yeah, the coding really took me by surprise. And then, like, her whole personality took me by surprise. Yeah. She wound up being, like, one of the most likable decom heroines we've ever had. I still don't really know about that. I don't know that I love her by the end of this movie. I was rooting against her for most of it because she was shallow. Sure, her character had like so the the surface level obviously 
because it's surface. It was very shallow seeming. But then like there was a real reason for it. There was depth to that character. So, I mean, I get that. But at the same time, I was like, this feels like a villain that we would root against if this were in another movie. I get it. I kind of came around to her, but maybe this is like every other decom that has anything to do with prom, but like roles reversed. Now we actually get to see why all these chicks are super crazy about being prom queen and like ravenous assholes about it. She was never like mean girl about it. Like we've oh. had, we've had a lot of like the crazy. That's true. Prom queen wannabes were just mean girls, and she was honestly it part. It was part of her shtick, but every time she went out, she was super nice to everybody, and it was trying to get votes. But she was still. It was never. She never brought anybody down. No, I guess I think she just has a lot of learning to do. Well, she's gonna get all that learning done at MIT, but we're getting way ahead of ourselves. <laughs> oh yeah, we are. We were just like dove in. Super yeah, because we didn't even talk about the hairstyle that won the online polling, and I have to say, I hated it. Did not like it for prom. No, it was not. I thought it was cute for like just every day or like. It's like a very Coachella look, like a side pony with feathers or butterfly things stuck in it. Flowers. I love a side pony. I've always been a fan of like the Napoleon Dynamite. Just put your hair to the side. It's not in the way in the back. It's not in the way in the front. Keep it out of your face, girl. I'm here for it, but not for prom. It's got to be up, dude, if you're going to prom. Like curly up, dude? Yeah, right? I need I need waves and braids. I need a big braid. Cascade. One big braid. And you twirl on the top of your head like a crown. All right. So this movie starts out <laughs> so super fast. Like basically she's asking about the hairstyles and then she wakes up and her hair is a mess and her dress that she tried to steam was plastic. And so it melted. I would think that a girl from who's smart enough to go to MIT would figure out not to steam a plastic dress. And what is she doing wearing a plastic dress? Who wears a plastic Is that a thing? Well, I think vinyl is more of a thing. Like her shoes were definitely vinyl. And oh yeah, she broke her shoes because she put them in a, a stretching device thing. Yeah. But I don't know if vinyl melts like that unless you're using like real fucking hot steam. I mean, it must have been, but basically she has a lot to do and it is prom day. And yes. she's got to like get her, she's got to fight, figure out a salon. Honey, she's got to buy a new dress. She's got to buy on top of all of that the dmv calls her to schedule their appointment but the only one that's available is in 11 months or 2 p.m that same or day. 2 p.m that same day which i think is ridiculous and a little unbelievable i mean there's got to be some way to set up all this shenanigans i mean <laughs> yeah let's <laughs> not talk about how this movie is unbelievable <laughs> we got a lot i think that was the least believable part of this movie <laughs> that the dmv yeah. wouldn't have any available appointments for a year or one they that all... soon i don't know the jersey dmv is notoriously horrible okay but can you like go to any other city's dmv does it have to be that one like no you can go to any any dmv this poor girl has no way of getting to the dmv because her boyfriend sucks ass her daddy has to go to work because he's super duper smart. And so she's like literally stuck at home. She's like, I can't, I can't go get my hair done. I can't go to the DMV. I can't go get my new shoes. I'm screwed. Like, I mean, but he, the daddy offers like call in sick from work. And she's like, no, dude, you're a nurse in the ER. People are going to like die. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, people need you at work. This was like the best decom daddy, I think ever. Okay. Oh. Quick rate that daddy. 10. 10, 10 out of 10. Boom. Yes. Done it. Did it. <laughs> 
Dad. Uh, okay. Her friend is horrible because the only thing that she has in her outfit is her necklace, which is gorgeous. And her friend's like, uh, did you take a vote on that? Cause it's kind of ugly. And she's like, Oh, I actually like it. I'm going to wear it. I thought it was going to turn into, there was going to be like some weird element of like good luck, bad luck or magic or something. Cause that was the only thing no one voted on. And it was the only thing that was fine. Honestly, I thought like the second she went and grabbed that necklace off the mirror, I was like, oh, that's her mom's necklace and her mom is dead. And this is the only thing she has to remember her by. And then yeah. that wound up not being the case in the slide. Then she was like, immediately, as soon as I was thinking that, she was like, oh, I bought it for 20 bucks at a pawn shop. And I was like, God damn it. All of our theories were busted. <laughs> this decom mommy gets like a negative 50 out of 100. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Out of 10, I mean. Yeah. She walked off to buy cigarettes on her way to sell houses and never came back. <laughs> yeah, she like bolted when the kid was three. Yeah. Oh, God. So, okay, so you know who else is awful is her boyfriend who refuses to give her a ride because he has to go help orphans or some shit. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I saw through his bullshit immediately. Well, who just says orphans? I'm going to go help orphans. Like, what? Yeah, like, you, you volunteer for a specific charity or something. You don't just say, like, you don't go walk out in the street and be like, anybody here an orphan? Can I help you? Right. <laughs> you know what? I wasn't, like, there were no red flags for me on him because, honestly, I was, like, every time I saw him, I was, like, I don't want to learn about this guy. I'm not interested. He sounds awful. Like, I just refused to believe that he existed. And so I didn't have an opinion on him. I was, like, maybe he'll go away if I don't think about him. <laughs> My okay. issues, well, I'll just banish if I ignore it and don't go to the yeah. doctor. I was like, I don't want, I don't want this character in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this lady like just shows up to her house, an FBI agent, and well, she impersonates an FBI agent, which is like a freaking federal crime. This is the moment when I realize I love both the heroines of this movie. Yeah, when Monica is the name of our our teen hero. Uh huh just calls her on her bullshit immediately when yeah oh yeah i love that she was like well do you have a permit or a warrant to enter and the lady's like no she's like well then no you can't come in the lady's like you can't lie to an fbi a federal agent and she's like actually you can she's like it's just rude but it's not illegal (laughs) (laughs) i'm like good for you you're like kind of smart right are you technically a federal agent no just a federal employee so I could arrest you, I think. Do you have to have a warrant to be on this podcast? <laughs> Do you have a warrant to be on this podcast? <laughs> um, I mean, do you require one? Should I leave? I'll leave. <laughs> <laughs> Please, I no. would love it. Please. Please don't leave. I worked so hard to get Andoni to come join <laughs> us for this episode. Oh, you... Yeah, I worked out so hard and so fast to be here. Damn. Okay, so this girl basically walks into her home. She's like, I'm looking for a necklace. Have you seen it? And she's like, no, I don't know what that is. And we actually find out that this lady is super smart, but we don't know why. Because Monica lets her into her house. And the FBI agent, quote, quote, is like, I know so much about you already. And Monica's like, how? And she's like, you're allergic to zinc. Your mother left you at a young age and you and your father are not happy about it. She's like, your boyfriend is is a douchebag. And she's like, how do you know all of these things? And she like points around her house and she's like, there's no pictures of your mother, which is weird. You're wearing a like a brass ring or something. I don't even know what else. She's like, I see a picture of your boyfriend and he's wearing like 12 cause pins. And he looks like an asshole. Yeah, he looks like a vapid douche canoe. 
that's my favorite one. She's like, he just looks awful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but also Monica's reasoning for letting Liz, who's the FBI PI okay. um, person, is like so stupid. There's a stranger on your doorstep and you see that they have a car and you're like, oh, well, let me take advantage of this person so I can get a ride in this stranger's car. Yeah, you already know she's impersonating an FBI agent. Like, you don't know, you, she could be a murderer. She could be a pedophile. You don't know jack shit about this woman. And you're just like, can you give me a ride? Yeah. Honestly, though, Monica's like so perfect and good at everything. I bet she's like a level 20 Krav Maga expert or some shit. At this point, I still was not into this movie. I was like, this girl just let this lunatic into her house so she could, basically she was like, I'll help you find the necklace if you drive me around town. I know Uber is a thing because they mention it. Well, the boyfriend was like, you can call a cab. And she was like, that's going to be like $200. But I guess like, where the fuck does she live? I think they live in Michigan. And I guess an Uber even would have been a lot to drive all around town multiple times. Well, it seemed like the mall was her one-stop shop. Maybe the DMV was a little out of the way. And that was it. For the sake of this movie, whatever. She needs a free ride. <laughs> She's broke. So so Liz is our FBI agent. Loads her up in her, her jacked up, souped up car it's got all sorts of gadgets and gizmos aplenty there's it's a it's and what's it's galore yeah hey there brandon here um so it turns out we had some technical difficulties with the audio for this recording so we lost a little chunk not too much but i'm gonna give you the rundown on what happens on this part of the movie okay listen we'll make it quick Cool. They hop into Liz's car because she's got to get her hair done. She's got to get her dress done. And when they get to the mall to get her hair done and get her dress found and get her shoes found, they run into Sierra. And, okay, Monica. And Monica's like, finds out that all of her friends got into state college, but she actually got into MIT. But she doesn't want to tell everybody because she just kind of is one of those kind of girls that wants to go with the flow and do whatever her friends are doing. Okay, so she gets to her hair salon appointment, but she's three minutes freaking late. So they give the darn appointment to somebody else and it's super freaking annoying. Okay, cool. There's also a bad guy and he breaks into Monica's house because he's also looking for this necklace. Um, yeah, he's a good bad dude. I think we all really loved him. Break, break, break. They return to the dress. Oh, this is the part where Monica and Liz walk into a sunglasses store. And Liz accidentally steals a pair of sunglasses. And then when she gets caught by mall security, by Paul Blart Mall Clop over here, she's like, I used to be a cop. And it's like, did you or didn't you? I still don't trust this lady. I still think she's a lunatic. Because she's like telling everyone she's an ex-cop. And she's like accidentally stealing things. And apparently these were like 80 or like $600 sunglasses. I don't really remember. Um, but her, Monica's dad, oh my God, Monica has like one of the best decom daddies because her daddy calls and he's like, hey, I have all of these dresses that I could get for you and I have, I could get you all of these discounted shoes if you want. And Monica's like, don't worry about it, daddy. I'll figure it out. Okay. In the meantime, Monica has a boyfriend. <laughs> Oh, Monica runs into her boyfriend at the mall when they're like eating corn dogs like freaking psychopaths because they're sitting and eating corn dogs like it's a corn on the cob. This really bothered me about this movie, so I have to get it out. She's like eating the corn dog sideways on the stick. 
<laughs> and so later in the movie, she obviously kills somebody because she's a serial killer. Because who eats a freaking corn dog like that? Also, I want to note, make note that I like ketchup and mustard on a corn dog. I think I like more mustard than ketchup at this point in my life. Not important. <laughs> Okay, Monica finds... Okay, this is the point. Monica finds her boyfriend, and her boyfriend's basically cheating on her instead of helping poor kids in Africa. So Monica, like, runs to the bathroom and cries. Boo-hoo. I get it. It's sad, but also you probably should have known better. And she runs into her BFF Sierra, and it's pretty great. Watch the movie. Trust me. And they... Okay, this is the part where they accidentally switch bags, but, like, this comes into play later in the movie. I'm pretty sure. Cool. Okay, so to get back at Monica's boyfriend, whose name is Kyle, Liz, pretends like she's mall security, which is also something I have a problem with, and she, like, beats up Kyle, which is something I also have a problem with. Um, it makes me do stuff in his behavior. Oh, yeah, because she tries to, like, arrest this kid, and then the other mall security shows up and, like, arrests her. So, long story short, let me see. Yeah, that's all that happened. She kept getting her buzzer taken away. You guys, we didn't miss that much. So I hope you enjoy the rest of the podcast. Also, I love you. Goodbye. (laughs) I did return a Wii one time because I was playing Zelda and I couldn't get past a dungeon. And so I thought it was broken, but I just wasn't good. (laughs) I was like... I was like, it's not saving my game. I'm like, I need to return this and exchange it. And they were like, what? I'm like, every time I try, I die in this dungeon, it sends me back to the beginning. Oh my God. And I'm like, that's how it works. They, how- that's what it is. <laughs> how old were you? I was like 15. Like it was the week the week came out. So I returned it and got a Guys, new Guys, this cup. game's not working. I can't get any further than this one really hard part. Yeah. I was I was like, I don't know. It was so bad. <laughs> and did they let you? Yeah. The lady was like pissed. She's like, whatever. Fine. We'll return it for you. Because she was just like sick of my bullshit. I'm like, no, you have to. <laughs> <laughs> that, so that scene before that is when we get like a little bit more insight into why Monica does the thing she does. Because she's like, posting photos on her website of like her in different glasses for people to vote on. And so she explains that, you know, it's easier to do things that other people want you to do so that they'll like you more. And then also like she spends all this money on clothes and stuff because that's what you're like, you're paying for quality and also to like look better for people. Mm -hmm. So, and Liz doesn't understand. And she's like, try the glasses on and Liz walks out with them. And it's so easy to just say like, oh, I forgot I had them on my head. Yeah. Back, but they make a scene and, but the security guard lets them go anyways because she's like, I'm a retired cop, kind of. Yeah. Don't um, ask me for my badge. Yeah. Here's my pension card. So they get to the salon and they've given away her appointment again because they're just rude like that. Monica has to have a corn dog. I support her in that decision. No. Uh, did y'all see her walk out with four corn dogs? Right. Yo, <laughs> Come she's, on. she's not fucking around. She is having a really bad day, okay? Did you see how she was eating the corn dogs? She was, like, eating them like a corn on the cob. Yeah, she from was. the side, like a fucking <laughs> maniac. I lost my fucking mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, she didn't dip them in anything. No. Dry, dry cornbread on a hot dog. Well, Liz tried to offer her mustard and she was like, no. No. Like, explain why you don't like mustard. Did your mother like mustard? And that's okay, why she just doesn't like mustard. Did I don't Your mother like, like squirt mustard in your face and then run away. <laughs> like, mom, wouldn't that be some shit? <laughs> we had a backstory on why she doesn't like mustard. Like, some dog millionaire style. Like, Oh, well, when I was a kid, you see. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> um, Liz sees Kyle as the boyfriend, right? Yeah. She sees him flirting with Ashley, Monica's arch nemesis, oh. right behind them. And Monica has already been like, don't you say a goddamn word to me right now. I'm eating my corn dog, and I don't want to hear you talk. And Liz is like, well, you don't want to hear anything. But what if I told you your boyfriend was flirting with a girl at a food court that you happen to be at? And so this is just like the shit cherry on top of, on top of her shit Sunday Because yeah. yeah. she is <clears throat> not emotionally equipped to handle this. At no. This. Her boyfriend is supposed to be helping orphans, and she sees him. And then Ashley's like a total bee to her. And okay. In front of everybody, and I actually do like that this pays off at the end, but like Ashley is like neck and neck with Monica for prom queen. And Monica is doing everything to be supportive and nice to people to try to get their votes. And Ashley is like biggest bitch in the entire world, right in front of the entire school. And I was like, sucks because they just start laughing about it. Yeah, but I'm like, I would not vote for her after witnessing this. But then it pays off in the end because she ends up tanking her votes because of what a bitch she is. Because she's like stealing someone's boyfriend. Nobody likes that. Yeah, nobody likes that. Nobody wants to vote for somebody like that. And somebody who's like smug about stealing a boyfriend too. Like it's one thing if you're like, like this guy is two timing these girls and they're not aware of it. But like just to be like, I'm taking your boyfriend and what are you gonna do about it? It's just like gross. Kyle and Ashley later are going to the prom together. What what was their plan if Monica had never found them? I really am curious about that too. I think he's just kind of like a little fucking, uh, it's like a little worm. Like he probably just would not have shown up in the limo to pick her up for a prom and said nothing to her until she like showed up and saw them at prom together. That would have been so shitty. I like, I think he's totally spineless. Okay, the best part about this is that Liz like beats the shit out of Frank, the boyfriend. Hey, Kyle. 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 Well, Monica <laughs> goes and cries in the bathroom first, and then Sierra shows up because she's got like GPS tracking on each other, which oh, yeah. is, which I didn't really think was a thing until Snapchat added that as as a feature. Like a I year think and it's half the, the uh, so the same feature that does the find my iPhone has find my friends, and so if you turn it on for all of your friends, you can find them. And that's been in existence for a while, like about as long as it find my iPhone has been. I don't like some of the features of like iPhone. Like you can see when someone else has read your text message. But you can turn them all up. Like all of those are opt in. Like yeah. Yeah, your boss texts you. You don't need that. Your boss knowing you saw that message. Goodbye. No, thank you. Well, it's all opt in, which is great for me because I. I never turn any of that on. But then also I love it when other people have it on. (laughs) I don't. Because then it's like, yeah, they read your message and they just did not reply to you, Brandon. Take the hit. I'm like, oh no. That's what I was going to ask. Like, do you ever get all up in your feelings about it when someone doesn't respond to you? Occasionally. It depends on the message. Like if I sent a message that has a time sensitive, I need a response and I see that you saw it and you're just not responding, I'd be like, 
Tim does it all the time where he'll be like, hey, I'm downtown. I'll be like, oh, are you offering to give me a ride home? And like no response for 15 minutes. I'm like, I need to know whether I need to get on the bus or not. Give me an answer. Oh my god, Kevin does that shit too. Three messages back and forth, he'll respond like immediately, and then all mm-hmm. of a sudden he just stops responding for like forty-five minutes. I'm like, uh, okay, well, I guess I'm just gonna <laughs> go fuck myself then. <laughs> I, <laughs> I do love this part. Sierra like shows up to help out Monica, and they're like gonna fix her makeup or something. I don't know, and they just start like taking everything out of their purses and then shoving it back in, and then they do a hug. And Liz, it's just so funny, like awkwardly, she's like, like, do, do I hug? Maybe from this other angle. Uh, I'll just do it from a distance. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was adorable and I yeah. loved it. It was so funny. Um, and then she impersonates what? Yeah, okay, sorry. But at this point, it's still so weird to me that this like high school student is becoming best friends with this like grown-ass woman. Yeah, it is very odd. It's so weird. The whole time I'm like, do I like this or do I hate this? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. think I their ages are all that drastic. So Monica's 16. I would put Liz in like early to mid 20s. Like 30. Definitely in her 30s. Yeah. Yeah. She's a police officer. Uh, I have several police officer friends who are mid 20s. Yeah, you can become a police officer at 18, dude. I know. But also, (laughs) she's accomplished. I don't know. (laughs) She's a detective. She's a detective. Thank you. So I'm like putting her at 30. I'm putting her at 35. But yeah, she. This is where she beats up Kyle, and then she gets like freaking kicked out of the mall. Yeah, it was it was a weird like power move that she did, but I did appreciate that she like got some 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 comeuppance. What's the word? Revenge for Liz. Yeah, that was nice. But then basically, Liz is like, okay, well, I can't go to the mall because we're kicked out, so I can't get my hair did. I can't get my dress found. I can't get my. <laughs> okay, shit. We have to go to the DMV. And then they like bust ass to the DMV. Liz gets arrested because she's impersonating a security guard, which I don't even know if you can get arrested for that, but maybe for like kind of roughing up a teenager. Yeah, it's illegal to impersonate government official. But is security government? No, they're private. No, he's a private. I guess you're right. I still think that's illegal. I think what she did to that teenager was probably considered assault. She like bent his arm. Oh, it was easily considered assault. Oh, yeah. And then also she has zero right to go through his bag, even if she were a mall employee. We really need to watch Paul Blart Mall Cop before we have <laughs> conversation. The true life documentary about mall cops? Yeah, so we know like our shit because we don't. Oh my God. Okay, this is the part where the guy, okay, the bad guy like busted into her house, like ruined it. And then we learned the whole story of Liz it being a cop and chasing after this diamond. We get the backstory on Liz, who I guess she was put in charge of guarding this super important diamond. This jewel. Yeah, this jewel at a museum. And Pierce got the best of her. He like hovers in on a Mission Impossible style. He steals it, you know, he does all the thing and he gets pulled back up through the ceiling 
it was a whole shenanigan and Liz gets and in, goes insane. She has yeah. to get this diamond back. She her job just starts slipping because she can't stop watching security cam footage. She's like she's just digging herself deeper and deeper into the crazy hole trying to recover this diamond. And so she gets kicked off the police force. I was surprised that how quickly she managed to get herself kicked off because she's like, well, it happened two months ago. I was like, what the fuck? You got did she get herself kicked off two months ago or the diamond got she said the diamond got stolen two months ago. So in two months. She like obsessed so much that she got kicked off the fucking force. I don't think I ever heard that time frame. That is That's bananas. Crazy. Also, it was a seven and a half million dollar diamond in that necklace. It like, should be investigated heavily. Yeah. Her mom was totally in league with Pierce. Yeah. Oh, by the way, her mom is the police chief. Yeah. Boop, boop, boop. Yeah, maybe her mommy stole it bad. Oh, God, so many bad mommies. So many bad mommies. So many bad mommies. Her mommy is real bad. Yeah, her mommy kicks... Her mommy fires her. Whose mommy fires them? Well, I don't think many police forces would allow someone to work for their mommy. Yeah. I love that we've adopted you, the mommy. (laughs) (laughs) And okay, so that's (laughs) where we learn. And Monica's like, I'm so sorry. That's tough. But at least your mommy didn't leave you when you were three and throw mustard on you. (laughs) Probably. Okay. And Monica doesn't want to disappoint everybody. This was, they had their cute little heart to heart where Liz is like, okay, so what's your real deal with like the polling and stuff? And Monica's like, well, my mom left when I was three and it's my fault. And I just want people to like me because my mommy didn't like me. That is, that like, I seriously wanted to cry at this point. I might have cheered up a little bit. Like, how fucking traumatizing for a three-year-old to think that they were the reason that their mother left. So traumatizing. And then Liz handles it so well where she's like, it's not your fault. And uh, any mom should be proud to have you as their daughter. And Honestly, I would have been like, dude, Monica, your mom's a dick. Let's get corn dogs. (laughs) Let's get some more corn dogs. And the whole reason she wants to be prom queen is so that she has tangible evidence that she is liked. Once I knew both of their backstories, this is the exact moment I started liking this movie. Once I knew what Liz was actually all about, where she actually was a cop, and once I knew why Monica was the way she was, I was like, okay, now I can get behind these characters. You didn't like it for any of the sass before then? I was appreciating it, but I still thought Liz was like a serial killer, like a creepy serial killer, kind of like, she should not be around this kid. Fair enough. That's legit. So now it's shenanigans time. Uh, We're talking like clueless level, horrible, failed driving test. It was real bad. So they go to the DMV to take her driver's test. Monica fails to realize that you have to take a vehicle with you. I thought the DMV, like you had the option. No, you do need to take a vehicle with you. I thought they offered like student vehicles. We have talked about this with us three before. (laughs) Really? Yeah. We have talked about like an hour ago when we started this podcast. No, I edited another episode where Sammy was like, I had to bring my own car. No, because I didn't take my driver's test. So it wasn't me. Oh, it was with Lori. Lori was like, we had to bring our own. (laughs) And Andoni was like, they didn't supply you with one. And Lori was like, no. They didn't supply me with one either. I, the vehicle from the same driving school that I took my six hours of driving time with. Okay, then maybe it was the other way around. Anyways, so I don't know. she doesn't realize that she has to provide a vehicle. So she's going to use Brando. 
And Liz is like, oh, hell no. And she sits in on the exam, on the driving test, which is also like another weird thing. Suddenly, while they're driving, and Monica's not doing a great job because Liz is distracting her, and they almost run into people picking up garbage, and they're up on the curb, and they hit the garbage, and they almost hit more people, and suddenly, <gasps> Pierce is there. Do-do-do! And then he's chasing him down, and it's time to press the red button. What's the red button do? It like injects nitro or some shit and it makes Brando go real zoom fast. Yeah. And then they run over like three people. <laughs> okay. So at, like after this whole test, she's talking about how she evaded criminal without ever going over the speed limit. And I want to know how was he not able to catch up if it was just the speed limit? He's like, I should be passed. Cause I just like evaded a criminal. And, and it, like the like, pushing no. the red button only gets you up to 25 <laughs> we're going 30 going 30 honestly though if she managed to like not get hit or hit anybody else driving in boston i'd be very impressed that is pretty good boston is a fucking hellhole to drive in pierce gets stopped by an old lady who's crossing the road and she like hits his car and his airbag goes off yeah this badass old lady yeah, she's like the real hero of this movie. But she's definitely got a purse full of hard candy and oh, yeah. tissues. Werther's. Oh, love Werther's. Actually, I might have one. There's some next to me right now. I might have one. But Pierce gets a message on the iPad that he stole from her house. And it's from her daddy that says like, hey, I'm at the hospital. And so he goes and finds a dad and then like dad naps him. They should make a movie about somebody dad napping. They did. It's they called Dad Napped. Whoa, crazy. It's not good. This was. And then Pierce is like, hey, Monica, I got your daddy. But they have to go, oh, there's so much. He, that wants ex- he wants an exchange. He wants the necklace for the daddy. A lot has happened. Before this, Brando has gotten towed by the DMV guy. And the necklace is in the car. So they have to go to the DMV to get the necklace. And they go through this whole thing where Liz flirts with the DMV guy to get the car back. And it's like really, really funny. It is. You, do, has anyone ever told you that you've got like a really great forehead? Yeah. To foreheads. I've got a thing for foreheads. It's very good. And then like, meanwhile, Monica's hacking the system to get in. And the guy's like, hey, maybe we could go on a date. I'll bring my forehead. And then, that was good. <laughs> I mean, really I would be horrified if he left his forehead behind. <laughs> like what a horrific date that would be. Yeah, that was Could such a good one. Go moment. back and get your forehead, please. I really miss how big it is. She was like, your hair goes all the way back. <laughs> big. Wow, your forehead's so big and round, and then your hair just kind of starts way back there. <laughs> <laughs> so they get the car back. Yeah, he's like, let me check on that car. Here, oh, it's out. It's yours. Good for you. Thanks. Love you. Bye. The necklace is not in the car because there was an accidental switcheroo when Monica and Sierra were hanging out in the bathroom. Right. So they got to go find Sierra in the park where everyone's taking prom pictures because it's the prettiest place in town. Yes. Oh my God. This is so much. My favorite is the bike rental scene. They're like, okay, this park is ginormous. How are we going to get all over the park in such a small amount of time? And then they see a bike rental and they get it and there's like a little cart in front and they put Liz in the front while Monica rides it and Liz is just shouting into her megaphone. It's hilarious. Honestly, that little cart thing terrified me. I would have been so scared that it would tip over. Yeah, this was a scary scene. It was high stakes and then they did crash, which I thought they were going to. Yes, they crashed. And they crashed 
Who do they see when they crash? Tell us, Sammy. Kyle and Ashley, those assholes. Oh, God, I hate them. But Kyle's even more of an asshole because he sees Liz and he's like, oh, hey, uh, I realized I made a huge mistake because Ashley's a real big B. Can I go back to prom with you again? You mean Monica, not Liz? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He would be lucky to go to prom with Liz. Liz would murder him. I mean, she kind of does. She, like, yes. chases him. This this is probably, like, the only really bad part of film filmography, whatever the word is, cinematography in the movie, because they're just, like, 30 feet away from the lake, and Liz, like, intimidates them, and then all of a sudden, like, Kyle and Ashley are falling into the lake. It was super satisfying. It did its job, and then they find her friend, and they get the necklace back. Okay, done, boom. I, sometimes I feel like all these little scenes in these movies are so hard to like get across on a podcast because it's like, who can possibly keep up with us talking about all of these scenes? I don't know. Sometimes I, I know wonder why anybody even listens. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I've stopped. I listen every week. I do too, actually. You know who's not committed? Kyle. And you know who else is not committed? Monica. And I'm proud of her for it because she realizes that Kyle's a sack of poop. She is over him. And you know what? It's time to get the daddy. Let's go get that daddy. (laughs) (laughs) It was so enthusiastic and serious. Let's go get that daddy. Yes, please. Let's go get that daddy. (laughs) So they, they, they go to the warehouse where um, Pierce has daddy held hostage. This part is pretty good. This part is really good. She tracks down her daddy with a find my iPhone sort of thing. And they do like a bait and switch on the freaking French dude. Right. Did they, did they switch the necklace or? I missed it. Like I looked away because I was taking notes and then I look up and they're like, gotcha. Yeah, it all happens really fast and I don't think any of us know what happens, but he tries to make an escape. I think the jewels and he's like going up on this rope and she tases him in midair. Oh, I remember what happened because he was like, I'll tell you where your daddy is when I'm like far away in a tropical island and they're like, oh, you fucking idiot. This is the age of technology and Daddy's phone has got Find My Friend on it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just in the that next fucking room. He's in the next fucking room. Yeah, they would have found him really quickly anyway. Yeah. He also was not at all concerned about Liz's taser, which wound up being his downfall. It's like he has no idea what a taser is. Yeah, this whole catch you scene was really a little bit rushed. If we needed one scene in this movie that was like a little longer, that made a little more sense, it was probably this one. Well, I do appreciate that it was like kind of silly because the whole movie had a certain level of self-aware silliness no. to it. So yeah. daddy is also not very concerned. It doesn't seem like he's like, oh, Monica, so great to see you. <laughs> yeah. Have you have you made a choice about college yet? Yes, yeah. seriously. But this time Liz is smart and she did call for backup. She tases the guy, the police arrest him. She marches right on into her mommy's office and she's like, I'm reporting stolen goods. And a caught perp. Let me let me book him. Per, per, permission to write up a report. Mom, <laughs> mom goes book him, Dano. And who wants to write a report? Like, ugh, not me. Liz's mommy is like, well, you're gonna need your badge back if you're gonna write this report. And uh, everyone's like, yay, Liz, woo. So yeah, and her fucking Monica's pager starts going off again for the salon, and she's like. <laughs> We gotta go. You got an appointment to get to. 
I forgot about that. That's pretty good. Okay. So the last time the pager went off, they were literally across the street and they ran over there and the appointment was given away. But this time they have time to go through the evidence locker and go dress shopping before they go to the salon. It's also super not allowed. Like Definitely not allowed. You can't just go through the evidence locker and take the shit that you want. I mean, they have a fun little weird shopping montage, which I dug. I loved it. And also both their dresses are gorgeous. Yeah, but the necklace does not match Monica's dress. I don't know. I, don't, I, I thought it went well. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of a long tool train, which is what Monica had. It, yeah, it was like a short dress with a long train. And I'm like, mm, I think it looks good. It worked for me. I loved it. I loved it. Any hoozle. You know why I loved it? Because she didn't take a poll on it and she just trusted her own gut oh yes she's becoming her own woman it was so good there was a great exchange where she tries it on and she asked liz what do you think and liz was like what do you think and it was so good yeah that was (laughs) i would have loved it if liz was sassy and she was like well i hate it and then monica has been like well i love it fuck you yeah (laughs) that would have been great yeah that would have been great so they limo up with a police escort because they can't let the diamond out of sight. We don't even get to see the announcement that Monica won prom queen. It's just Sierra runs up to her and is like, you won! (laughs) I hate this. (laughs) I hate this in movies where they're always like, you won, and they're not there, and they're like, it's like what happened in Wendy Wu, where Wendy Wu was like, I don't actually want it anymore. You're not even there. You You don't get to get it if you're not there. So she wins, and she's like, okay, great. I'm happy about it. Can we also talk about, like, Monica's new hair, which is... Yeah. Kind of a travesty of a hair helmet. Oh, it was not good. I thought it was like they were they were trying to make do with what they had and they were gonna be like, Well, it's the best we can do, but instead everybody's like, Oh, your hair's so cute and I was like, Oh no. It was short, but it was still long. It was a hair helmet. It was a it was a Karen Bob, but stiff and not good. I appreciate that Liz put in the effort and that Monica let her do it. It was very sweet. I think it's just very clearly a wig on the actress. Yeah. Then Monica gets on stage to make her prom queen speech and she's just like, hey, everybody, I'm going to MIT and I don't care what you bitches think about it. Bye. And drops the mic. (laughs) 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 But yeah, then it ends. But it it ends. Wow, we did it. The movie's over. We did it. We did the movie. Anybody learn a lesson? I learned to be who you are and don't compromise for anybody. I mean, that's like the only lesson in the whole movie. That's why I went right away. Fuck. <laughs> Live your life for yourself. That's well, that's what the I same just thing, said. but worded differently. I learned that if you wake up with a bad hair day, don't try to like wash it or anything because that's too easy of a solution. I know. Well, it was funny because it was just falling out of her head. <laughs> oh, God. It's really bad. Oh, God. That's <laughs> terrifying. Has anybody got some truths or goofs? Oh, no. Shit. We got to be, I mean, it's too late to start being consistent with it now. Let me just take two seconds. Okay, so I don't <laughs> really, I can't do this because I'm not very good at this. An actual thing that we were talking about earlier, lying to an FBI agent in hindrance of her duties can be a federal felony. Obstruction of duty, yeah. Yeah, so it was a felony. So, I mean, that's a truth. Oh, well, you should have quizzed us on it. I know, but I couldn't think of another true thing, and I couldn't think of a fake thing. (laughs) Think of something fake and say it. (laughs) 
The actress who played Mon- Mon- Monica, Monica, mm-hmm. uh, dyed her hair brown just for the film. The the same actress did not have a stunt double for the driving scenes. This was filmed in Boston. It was not filmed in Boston. It was not filmed in Boston. There's no way. Fuck. Right. Also, you're... also I didn't cover my camera at all. I covered <laughs> no. So I could see you reading it off the screen. But also, there's no way it was filmed in Boston. But yeah. also... It was filmed in Montreal, which there was like a weird thing. Twice someone was like, A... A? Let me cover my camera. <laughs> I know. I was like, all right, do you two want to rate this movie with me? I Yes. Do. Ready? All on three. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm, not a, I'm not opposed to it. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Ready? Wait, no, I have to think about it. One, two, three, nine. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> oh. That's crazy because on my camera, Sammy's on top, so it was nine, eight, seven. That's awesome. Okay, Sammy, go. Um, I thought it was cute. It was funny. It was heartwarming. The acting was good. Everything was good. I loved it all. It was good. Thank you and goodbye. You gave it a nine. I gave it a nine, yeah. I might have to, I mean, I pretty much agree with all of that. I might have to boost my score a little bit. It started out weird, but I loved Liz. I loved Monica. They were sassy. It was, there was a lot that happened. It was a little confusing, like the back and forth to the salon. I'm going to stick with eight. I've actually been convinced to give it an eight. Yes. The first part of this movie I thought was way too weird. I didn't like that she was just like letting strangers into her life. And for a smart girl, it was really stupid to drive around with strangers. Considering how funny this movie was and how like stylistic, it was actually really kind of enjoyable. Yeah. I mean, it gets an eight. It's pretty good. I would maybe actually watch it again. Most likely like drunk, but. I would totally watch it again. You know what? Okay, I I polled our audience and they all said that you guys should be following us on Facebook and Twitter and liking and subscribing and commenting on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to this podcast. Email us at podinthistogether at gmail.com or you're not cool. We didn't actually learn the lesson of this movie. so No. We, also, you know what else we seek? Your bad hair day pictures. So please yes, send them to please us. Send them in to us. 